0: Now, from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve
1: Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Neil Kulong on the Steelers in just a few moments. First, our play by play call of the day. Wofford does all the at large teams and candidates a big favor by getting in. So there's
0: 4.2 left. Good luck keeping the students off the court. Greensboro inbounds a long shot by Alonzo is an air ball and that is it. Perfection! 21 and 0 in the league. And America, you want a bracket buster? She's coming and she's wearing old gold and black. The Lover Terriers are going dancing as Southern
2: Conference champions.
1: Obviously the Wofford Radio Network. (laughs) I think, you know what, Wofford might be a 7th seed, you know that? Actually, I mean, they're very, very good. They might be a 7th seed when it's all said and done with this. If they had not won yesterday, it may have taken a bid from somebody else because they probably would have gotten in as an at-large team. All right. uh, Once again, the big story has been the college admissions scandal, and it does involve athletics. It's women's soccer. It's volleyball. It's sailing. It's rowing. Uh, Schools. And it sounds like outside of the coaches, the school's admissions department, the schools themselves evidently had no idea this was going on. I mean, you're sitting in the admissions office. You're like going, okay, X has a score." And you're okay. I mean, what are they going to think about? It's how it was facilitated and who it was outside the admissions office. But Georgetown, Texas, USC, UCLA, uh, University of San Diego, Yale. It's amazing.
2: Well... <sighs> By the Someone way, the latest uh, Joe Lenardi, Joey Brackett's bracket uh, yeah. from ESPN.com in the Midwest brackets. That would be the bottom left corner of the bracket. He has got Wofford as a number 7. Wofford, Arizona State in the Des Moines okay. portion of the Midwest <laughs> bracket.
1: You're sitting here doubting me? No, not at all. You're I mean I, no. I'm trying to do the no. show, my God, feel me no. just. No. Ah. No. All Lenardi does. look further Lenardi, from the truth. Lenardi's no. listening, he knows. Okay. No. See? <laughs> <He's listening. laughs> He moved to seven the second we said it. No.
2: <laughs> I'm impressed. Last hour from the person that was listening that knew the sailing. <laughs> yeah, I that know. Knew, that, that, that knew the sailing salary and automatically shot you a text. <laughs> yeah, how about that one? How about that? Very cool. Still, wow. I'm still waiting to find out who that was. I should have asked you during the news. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, with all this, I mean, a guy who obviously got his, you know, got it on his own account was Neil Kulong. Neil, hello. I,
3: I took my SAT and you know, all that. I uh, I wish I could say somebody else took it, but I, I took mine. I, I I own that. I accept that, as my Tomlin would say.
1: <laughs> exactly. Let's start with Le'Veon Bell. It, is this, game, is this agent playing a really big-time game today, trying to float every possible NFL team with numbers that are stunning?
3: Um, yeah, I, I think Bell is the one driving this vehicle, and I'll, I'll tell you why. Uh, as he announced a, a while ago, he's got a new album that he's planning on releasing <laughs> at midnight Eastern. Um, I bet money right now he doesn't say who he's going to sign with until 9, and I think that's on purpose. An um, age we live in, you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it's uh, you know it, it's it doesn't become official. It's a certain day It doesn't become official until Wednesday anyway. So right. I, I guess I can see why he would want to do that. But uh, yeah, I mean everyone's kind of hanging on his every word to a point where somebody I, I, I still am laughing about this. Somebody created a fake Akbar Biabian Mila. Twitter account to announce that Le'Veon Bell was signing with the Ravens, and everybody fell for it. I mean, it, it, everybody. Ed Bichette tweeted it out. That's how I saw it to begin with. Um, my entire staff was talking about it. I mean, it's the, the greatest troll tweet of all time.
1: Yeah, uh, interesting. Uh, we never aired it, so that's I mean, that's. So you got to give us credit. We didn't air that one, uh, but we talked about it. I mean, at one point, like, really. We already have one. We had already had one Steeler fan faint in the hallway and go, "They're going to play him twice again." Like, <laughs> just slow down, Jerry.
3: Well, the thing of it is that that might be you know that that might be a dress rehearsal. It's not out of the question that he signs with the Ravens. That's right. uh, they're a team that's involved. They're interested. Um, I think um, the pursuit of Bell was legitimate on the Ravens' part, but from everything I'm hearing now, they're uh, they're probably more interested in uh, Mark Ingram, who you know might be a step down from a talent perspective, but he fits the scheme that the Ravens run in very well. He'd be very effective there. That'd be a, a great addition for them. And he's going to cost, you know, half, if not even less uh, than, than Bell will. So um, Baltimore's style is not to sign a guy like bell, but rather to sign a guy like Ingram. And I, I think Ingram is, is, you know, overall dollars considered that might be a better move for him. But that said, um, I don't know. I'm really not putting anything that uh, significantly damages the Steelers um, in the realm of impossibility uh, this season. I, I don't think it's even possible to have chosen a path that's as negative toward the Steelers as the one they've been on for the last seven, eight months. And Bell signing with the Ravens would certainly fit in line with that.
1: Just a just an estimate, plus or minus three. How many uh, copies of uh, Bell's album are you going to get?
3: <laughs> um, it, at least six to eight. Six i I've got presents to think about, you know, birthdays, anniversaries, um, Kwanzaa's, things like that. I've I've gotta you know, I've gotta have product and merch to move. So we'll uh we'll, we'll dole some of them out. But uh, no, he actually he released his album to us ahead of time on Steelers Wire uh, a couple of years ago. I forget uh which album he's on or what that one was called. And some of it wasn't too bad. I mean most people say he's kinda junk, but I didn't think it was too bad, considering it's you know obviously not his full time job. He's just kind of doing it as a hobby. But uh, if I gifted it to somebody, I'm sure it'll be regifted to somebody else and eventually uh, destroyed. So maybe I'll just have to stick with socks and books and other non fun stuff.
1: And it's good to have a fallback. The uh, uh, just a couple of quick notes for Penn State fans: Jesse James is signed with the Detroit Lions. Adrian Amos is signed with the Green Bay Packers. So two asides involving Penn State names. In all of this, Antonio Brown, how much of this is Antonio Brown, in your opinion, and, you know, and I'm not going to say his people, I think it's just him, how much of it is the Steelers' attitude toward all of this, and how much of this is, is how the how the league works? So essentially, he quit and, and, and made out.
3: I'm going to choose my words carefully because I think what you just said combined with my response is going to be the basis of the 30 30 30-for-30 30 30 on the end that's going to be made on this subject in, in the near future. Yeah. I don't think we've seen anything like this in NFL history. And that said, I think Antonio Brown is no dummy, but I think this was a, a very carefully orchestrated plot that involved a lot of things that they had to do. Um, for example the way that he communicated his future contract desires was going on social media and posting it for everybody to see. That's not exactly a a, a weaponized negotiation tactic that's been used uh, to a high degree Um, for a player to go from getting about half of his total value of contract, 12 months uh, from signing it to essentially free agency and tacking on 30 more, 30 million more dollars in guaranteed money, and picking his team. Right. Um, there's a lot that has to happen for that. It, it's just it's mind-boggling to think of how this all went down. Uh, that said, I think it was more about money than anything else, the guaranteed portion of it. I think Brown is is being legitimate when he said that's what he wanted. And I think a lot of this... Uh, probably started last year when they told him they weren't really planning on giving him a, a, you know, a a truck full of money to start March the way that they have the last six years. I think he was upset with that going into the season. I think his attitude kind of came out because of that. And with it, um, he wanted more guaranteed money, which I don't blame him for, but signed a contract. He needs to find a way to get out of it. So the best way to do that is have a feud with a teammate, say that you want to get out of town, post about it constantly, drag the team through the mud, because in the end, if you want to get to where you want to go, you have to show that you have some control and some leverage over the situation. He'd be in Buffalo right now if he didn't. You know, They would have been able to work out that deal. And they, they probably well, absolutely would have gotten way more for him um, had there been any type of market. But the fact that he told everybody that he wants a bigger contract, he wants more guaranteed money, that created a market of one team. And that's a team that has no star power, isn't going to play in the city that it's in. Needs to find a way desperately to get butts and seats in order to pay for the players that they do have. Right. It was really the only logical top to bottom. And it, at the same time, people that are bemoaning uh, the return that the Steelers got on it, I'd argue that that Mike Mayock in his first year as general manager probably did Kevin Colbert a favor by even throwing in a third round pick.
1: Right. Yeah, Belichick,
3: no. Belichick would have given him a fifth in 2021. You know, there, there was no leverage at all for the Steelers. They had no chance of getting any other type of deal from anybody else with the demands that Brown made on his contract. That was his um, his, his instrument in order to pick the team that he wanted to go to, and it was the team that was willing to give him the money. Don't even try to tell me he wanted to play for the Raiders. He didn't want to play for the Raiders. He wanted to play for the team that was going to guarantee him $30 million more million right. on the contract he already signed.
1: Right. If Winnipeg had a team in the NFL and they offered that money, he'd have taken it.
3: Right. Might have, might have gone to CFL, too. No. They were offering that money. I, I, don't, no. I don't see any reason right. why he wouldn't. Let's, Clearly, that, that's what he was about.
1: Let's stick with this idea for a moment that this was well orchestrated. On his part, let's stick with that. And on the thirty for thirty thing, is it then any coincidence that he appeared on LeBron saying LeBron James has anything to do with this? It's just it's LeBron show, but he's on LeBron show with other NBA players. And I said this earlier earlier in the week. This looks to me like an absolute NBA style of move by a player. Do you see that influence as well or not?
3: I think that's a great point. And I absolutely, it wasn't a, a, a coincidence in any way, shape or form that he went on LeBron's show. I mean, outside of the fact that you know, LeBron isn't the guy that books the guests, but the, the right. producers see how hot of a topic this is. Yeah. And LeBron is absolutely going to be sympathetic to that. LeBron yep. controls everything. Why wouldn't that be different in the NFL? If he was there, you know, that, that that's his mentality. Um, it, the synergy of it works out perfectly because that is exactly what Brown wanted to do. And I think Rosenhaus, uh, was was largely behind setting all this up, and it is his job to essentially do this. He's representing his client; that's what his client wants. Um, whether that can be duplicated, um, I, you can't say that it can't because there, there's no safeguards in place to stop any of this. I might not even argue that it, it's a, a negative thing um, in many ways, except for the fact that Brown signed the contract. You know, if he didn't do that, nothing of what he's saying is really a problem. You, you totally understand where he's coming from. Um, for a player to do everything that Brown just did I think it requires a certain um, it, it, it has to be the right situation I think Randy Moss was the one who said this recently too uh, what Brown did was great for Brown and Brown can get away with that if you're not Brown you're not none of this would have happened right so exactly it, it, certain, certain players might be able to do this and it, arguing whether it will happen again or not it, it, it's going to eventually in, in some way shape or form I'm just not sure another general manager or another owner is willing to constantly take the moral high ground and to to look dignified in the entire process the way Art Rooney and Kevin Colbert did. Other owners, other general managers, they're not going to be as publicly polite as those two were, to their credit and their detriment. I I don't think it happens because, in the end, the other option the Steelers had, and I'm not saying that this was viable or correct, but in, in reality, their option was to do absolutely nothing. Right, Brown could be sitting at home right now doing nothing. He doesn't want to show up to camp. Fine, fifty thousand a day. Yep. Okay. Do you want to pay that? Play. Otherwise, no. We're not going to trade you. We can't get back what we want from it. I think, in, in fact, more than half of the, the general managers in the league would do that. Yep. You know, I, I I think the situation would have to be really unique. Now that owners have seen twice two Steelers players defying. The rules that they collectively bargain to set up, and mm-hmm. I, I it, it'd be tough for somebody else to get away with it. But I, I think we'll find somebody that's going to try sooner yeah. rather than later.
1: Right. I under Yeah, I understand that. Uh, now the next part has to be, where to from here? So, where to from here for the Steelers? Because obviously they've set themselves up with a potential number one in Juju Smith-Schuster. James Conner, obviously, is a guy that showed that when he gets an opportunity, he can obviously play. It's not the same style as Bell, and Juju's not the same style. And also, there'll be defenses tilted toward him instead of tilted toward Antonio Brown. So where to from here for the Steelers? Is it a combination of free agency? Is it, is it the draft? What is it?
3: I think however it is, you slice it. And for the options that they have, which aren't many, and they're shrinking by the day, um, I, I don't know how much they really can do that's feasible for this year. I, yes, they can have a killer draft, but you know the, the right. way that the 2017 draft is looking now is aces for the Steelers. Didn't look that way right away. There's no reason to think they're going to find another T.J. Watt after three years in the NFL in the first round. Right. They're not going to get a player that, that's going to be incredibly dynamic enough to, to make up for the dual absence of Brown and Bell who both made each other a lot better than they are. They're both great players. Don't get me wrong. But putting both of them on the field. You're going to notice very quickly how stuck the Steelers offense is going to be without Brown in there. Right. And it was kind of stuck when Bell wasn't in there with Brown. Um, you couldn't cover Bell with a linebacker like you can Connor. I understand. James Connor is a great guy. It's a great story. He had a good year. He's nowhere close to the player Bell is. Sure. And the attention that uh, he could command from a secondary, not the front seven, the back four, the running back, <laughs> commanding that kind of attention, right. that opened up Brown down the field. It opened up <laughs> wide receiver two Dejor, whichever one it was that particular year. Right. And the passing offense could flourish because of that. You take him out of that equation, you put Connor back there, you saw a safety basically planted on Antonio Brown at the 12-yard mark every time he ran down the field. That safety has nowhere else to go but to handle Brown. That's probably more of why the Steelers were able to run the ball as well as they were. They never had to to face the stack box because the safety had to follow Brown. Um, Connor can be covered in the passing game with the linebacker. Now you're going to roll over double teams onto Jim Schuster, who's a nice player. He's developing well. I think he's going to have a good career. He's not even close to as good as Antonio Brown is. He doesn't need to command that much attention, but they're going to because who's the other option now? James Washington, the, the receiver that they're not signing in free agent right now, I mean, it, it, they don't have anybody that can make up for the loss that they have. And their defense isn't good enough to bail their offense out. And I, honestly, I think that's the situation they're in. Um, I, I, this, will, this will be their first losing season. I see them winning more than seven games this year. Uh, they don't have the time. They don't have the personnel. They're, they're, they haven't shown to me to be inventive enough coaches to be able to get around a, a massive loss In Brown.
1: Well, in the baseball team, they run their analytics department only to find out that their parent got them into school. All right, so (laughs) grass is
3: always greener.
1: Whoops. (laughs) Bobby's not that smart. No, not really. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
3: no, but I am. I'll take care of it. I I can do it. absolutely wonder how that wonder how that interview process went how was your time how was your time at how was your time at Princeton oh it was good mm. so um yeah about backside hitting and yeah was... let's look at uh, let's look at the analytics here and then people so... tell me that this means this so <laughs> fake it till you make it that's uh... the American way right <laughs>
1: It's been the key to this show, man. <laughs> it's been the key to this show, <laughs> Neil.
3: I'm sitting here in my pajamas, so I'm like four hours of sleep last night, pouring over Twitter and free agent signings that make little to no sense to me at all. I'm uh, I'm doing the best that I can here, but it's uh, it's a, a delirious world today.
1: The segment brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. All right. <laughs> Thanks so much, Neil. Appreciate it. Continue the great yep. work. <laughs> Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you. Neil Kulong, USA Today. We'll come back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Great to have you with us. It's great to be talking to an audience where we believe everybody in the audience that took the SAT got a legit score. Uh, (laughs) This is, uh, it's interesting that, obviously the initial thought is, how disgusting. But then I started having other thoughts about this. It made me look at my own kids at this and think, you know what? Geez, you know? I'm proud of them. They, you know, they've gone out and earned their own way. Man, I, know how much, I know how much money, believe me, I know how much money we paid on our end. As I said, I think everyone assumes I got the Penn State discount. I did not. Um, just the way it goes. No complaints here, especially knowing it's all in the perfume here. There are no complaints. <laughs> but. Imagine having that little confidence in your kid. I mean, really, that's what this comes down to. They have no confidence in their kids. Either that, they're not willing to work hard enough to get there. That's how I look at it. I mean, I mean, we can we can do a scam to get them where they need to go. I don't know. How about actually working hard? Let's try that. Up your
0: new car game in March with a new Kia for just $99 a month from Sunbury Motors Kia. It's a 2019 Kia Forte LX for just $99 a month for only 24 months. Drive away in a 2019 Kia Soul for only $149 a month. With deals like this, you'll have to hurry in to get in under the buzzer. Sundary Motors Kia also has up to $10,000 off MSRP on a 2018 Kia Cadenza and a grand off a 2019 Sorento LX V6 with convenience package. Everyone's a winner with Kia because all new Kias come with a 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty. Up your new car game and mark with Sunbury Motors Kia. routes 11 to 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Leases are for 24 months, seven thousand miles per year. $3,500 total due site or approval and trade. No security deposit required. Tax and tax extra. Discounts include all applicable rates. Offers expire $331.19. Warty is a limited powertrain warranty for details. See retailer or go to kia.com. Taking your calls at 800 795 9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones.
1: All right, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Great to have you with us today. More on this uh, scandal. Some of it, you know, he, involves sports. There are nine coaches and administrators, but again, this has nothing to do with football. has nothing to do with basketball. It has nothing to do with wrestling. Sports involved are women's soccer, tennis, rowing, sailing. Those are some of the uh, uh, those are some of the sports that are involved in this. Uh, We'll talk more about it in a few moments. But in uh, Big Ten news, in Big Ten news, Lamar Stevens is a first-team All-Big Ten selection. Cassius Winston was the player of the year. Uh, Matt Painter was the coach of the year. Iggy Brasdakis of Michigan was the freshman of the year. And the defensive player of the year, Josh Reeves of Penn State. Josh Rees now joins us. Josh, welcome! Congratulations on the honor. Great to be here. Josh, one of your goals was to be the defensive player of the year back in the summertime. To have it come to fruition, what was that moment like when you found out that you were given that designation?
4: Um, It was just a surreal feeling. Um, I've been working on my defense my entire life, um, and. uh, to be given an uh, award just means so much but I, I wouldn't have gotten this award without uh, the teammates that I have and uh, the-, the coaching staff that- to put us in a position uh, to-, to be as successful as we've been um, so I'm just so just so grateful and blessed to be a part of the- such a great program in the university and uh just to just support uh, after I got the award from my teammates and the coaching staff. It really just meant the world to me that they were all there.
1: I have to ask you about one of your teammates. When you watch Jamari Wheeler play defense, <laughs> whether it is live during the game or then later when you get a chance to w- watch video with the coaching staff, what do you think?
4: Uh, he just he never gives up. He plays off. Every every minute that he gets on the court, he gives, his, gives it his off. And uh, he's just such a tenacious defender um and i mean it's uh, i see a lot of just, just aggressiveness and just passion that he gives and brings onto the floor every single time um and it's just it's just such a great thing to see and uh i know uh, i'm pretty sure other teams don't really like it i'm sure they have to scout for it because he just does so much and just worked so hard
1: I think uh, some people think when they watch you play that boy, he must have been a heck of a defensive back in high school. you played what one year of football and football was not your bag uh, <laughs> is that pretty I think it's pretty safe to say you actually played soccer uh more mm. than more than you did uh more than you did football. What has it been about your anticipation? Where does that come you see all the chess pieces on the floor
4: Hmm. Uh, well, soccer really helped me with my footwork. Um, yeah. Just being able to just slide and stay on my feet, and uh, and be able to move laterally as, as quick as I do. But um, it all really came just just growing up with an older brother. who kind of a he's a lot bigger than me, a lot stronger than me. <laughs> so I had to uh, figure out some way to to run away, or he found something to throw at me. That I'd have to catch it or dodge it some way somehow. So uh, it was a big credit to him um he definitely helped me out going up but it's just a lot of anticipation um it's just it's just something i've been i've been trying to work on uh ever since i started playing basketball i just love playing defense it's something that i just find in, and uh, i hope i can continue to do it at the next level
1: well let's uh let's get to the stretch that you've been in you've worked awfully hard as a mm. team and not just individually yeah. but as a team you're about the team Okay, yeah. uh, and you've worked awfully hard in the last five weeks. How much fun has the basketball been on the floor?
4: Um, you can just see it in the in our faces every time we step on the court. Uh, we're we're enjoying ourselves. We're having fun. Um, just being out there with the team, just seeing people that you've been working with and, and grinding with all year, and to finally see the the turnaround to just pay off. It just just so much that we're just we're enjoying basketball and that
1: we're uh, just enjoying each other's company out there. All right, uh, it's interesting that you know your family was there, but your mom's been at every game. Yeah. During the course of a game, it's one thing to hear Patrick Chambers on the sideline, and the crowd mm-hmm. may be yelling and screaming, but there's always one voice Josh Reeves hears, and that Absolutely. is mom. Yeah. <laughs> It's not always what you want to hear either, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. Uh,
4: I know I know it all comes out of love. My um, mom's been watching me play. Ever since I started playing basketball, she's been recording my games ever since I can remember. and I can always hear her in the background. I can always hear her in the gym. But I, I know it's all love. I know it's all because she wants me to, to play my best. And um, I try my hardest not to, to listen to it, but it's just – I can't really help it. It's just a a noise and a voice that I can hear no matter if I'm in Beaver Stadium. Like it's just something that is always going to carry with me.
1: All right, now you're gonna head into the Big Ten tournament. Uh, The -hmm. way you played down the stretch, what is the what has this done confidence-wise for this team?
4: I feel like it gave us a lot of momentum. uh, Just showed us that we can compete with anybody in the league, and, and. for all 40 minutes and, and come out victorious at the end of the day. Um, but just getting that win at the very end against two very tough opponents uh, who play really hard and that are that are known for playing very physical. Uh, just, just to be able to get those wins, I feel like that that just gave us some some confidence to just go out there and play our game that that we've been trying to keep consistent throughout the year and uh, just just keep that going.
1: All right, now you've you've had the ability to guard one through five. Ethan Hap is a good example of you guarding a five. What what is the difference for you when you're out in the perimeter against someone with legit quickness versus having to play inside against somebody else? What do you try to keep in mind?
4: Um, well, guarding bigs, so I try to use my quickness to my advantage, uh, trying to get in front or trying to deny them so they can't catch the ball. Um, the guarding guard it's just it's just all it's just watching film and understanding what the tendencies are um coaching the the, the coaches that does a really good job with the scout that, uh, telling us what the opposing players like to do what they're comfortable with and what they're uncomfortable with so uh we we try to key in on those things and um uh, I've just been fortunate enough to do well in those, in those situations um like starting he's, now he's a great player he's a uh, uh, he, he really just does his work. He does his damage to every single team in the league. And just, just being able to, to have coach have the confidence in me to, to get on him and uh, to do the best that I can to try to stop him or just quiet him down from the, the run that he was going on. Just it just gives me more confidence in myself and uh, the team more confidence that we can we can go in and and they they, can, they have trusted me to, to do what I do.
1: There's another part, too. You're scheduled to get your degree in May. Uh, what does yeah. that mean, not just to you, but what does it mean to your mom and your family?
4: Um, it means so much to my family. Um, just just to go through what we've gone through uh, as a group, uh, just just to, to be able to say at the end of the day that I, I competed at a Division I level for, for four years, uh, and at the same time I was able to get my degree. I feel like that. that's just... The testament to how how tough and just how much faith that my family has. Um, uh, I feel like my mom's gonna cry more than I am <laughs> around, on graduation day. Uh, I know my grandma's going to. Uh, yeah. I just, I know, I'm pretty sure the whole family that came to the game was gonna be at graduation. But I'm just, I, I just, I just can't wait for it. It's just, it's been a long time coming, and uh, it's gonna be a great day.
1: Still have a lot of more work to do. Last year, obviously, this team ran through and won the NIT. One of the benefits of being in the NIT is it's put you in a position where last year you played a lot of one-and-done basketball. Yeah. Because you had the experience of playing one-and-done, does that help you mentally prepare for this year's tournament because you experienced it last year?
4: Absolutely. Um, any type of experience is going to help. Um, we've just Just being able to go through those games and getting a day of rest and then going into another game. Uh, it, it really does give you somewhat of an advantage Just to mentally prepare, physically prepare your body to uh, to go through those types of uh, times. Um, playing back-to-back games is never easy, especially in the Big Ten when oh, yeah. games are just going to be so physical and, and so uh, strenuous on your body. It's just, just having that advantage, uh, having the, the, the trainers and the coaching staff that we have. Uh, they, they did a really good job last year at keeping our bodies fresh and and trying to keep us as uh, rejuvenated as they could. And um I feel like we're gonna they're gonna keep doing the same thing that they've been doing because it worked and um just gonna try to do as much as much as we can in the Big Ten tournament, and see how far we can go.
1: One uh, final question and that is when you get to this time of the year, practices back off just a bit in terms of the length of practice. How fresh are your legs at this point despite the playing thirty one games?
4: Uh, I mean, I feel like the team, is, uh, team feels really good. Um, so we had an off day yesterday. Coach gave us a day to rest our minds and our bodies. Um, but we, we're going to have to go back to work today and, and and get better each and every single practice that we go through. Um, it's just been, for, I feel like the past couple of weeks, it's been the same routine, and it's been working, and uh, I don't really see a need to go into any different of a routine. Um, But we're just going to keep doing what we do, uh, go work hard every single practice, and be physical and just try to get better.
1: Josh, you've certainly done that. You've led the Big Ten in steals in each of the last three years. This time it gets recognized as being the Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year. It's well-deserved. Congratulations, and look forward to uh, seeing you in Chicago. Thank you so much. Josh Reeves, the Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year. We'll come back, wrap it up in a moment on News Radio 1070, WKOK. Welcome back. Great to have you with us on the show today. And, uh,. The uh, story of the day deals with how to get into college without really trying. <laughs> uh, that is. Uh... Wow. The whole scheme allegedly is worth $25 million. And that is, wow, that's a... And this is an elaborate scheme. That's what gets me is how elaborate this scheme is. Uh, It's... Between taking SAT tests and trying to get somebody in as a student athlete, and because by if you're an athlete, it might accelerate your ability to get in. It involves sailing coaches, rowing coaches, tennis coaches, women's soccer, USC, Texas, Georgetown, Stanford, Yale.
2: And we've got Hollywood people involved with this that you would think could be able to afford to send their kids to school. I know. That's I know. the other kicking the pants out of all this. Right. So it makes you say, what? What? <laughs> right.
1: Uh, it's... The whole thing is bizarre. Uh, uh,
2: it also makes you wonder... Uh, higher tiered people running these universities how much how how much did they know you know
1: well supposedly what, the universities now supposedly the universities are in the dark like admissions departments things like that um, they see the Sean Carey 1600 SAT score and they're like uh,
2: you know <laughs> no oh that would have <laughs> been great <laughs> I would have settled for a <laughs> thousand. I would have loved to have cracked four figures. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I did that.
1: But it all um, worked out. Yeah, well, that's the whole thing. It all worked out. Let's take our business, for example. In our business, a resume doesn't mean too much. In terms, I'm talking about entry, entry level. I went to the Newhouse School. At Syracuse, I was in a broadcasting deal at Clarion. Well, in the end, we're going to pop a flash drive in, and we're going to listen to you. And it doesn't really matter where you're from. If you sound better, and you're from Clarion, you're in. If you sound better, and you're from Syracuse, regardless, you know, um, okay, then you're in. (laughs) Okay <laughs> I'm from the Newhouse school at Syracuse. Great, but the dude from Clarion sounds better. We're done. And so in our business, it comes down to how you sound. some business some business models may be influenced by seeing Yale and Stanford. I understand that. In the end though, your personal performance, Is what it means. Your personal performance as you go, you may get your foot in the door. But once you get in the, your foot in the door, okay, say you got in the, your foot in the door and you got a, the great degree and you got your foot in the door, you're going to have to produce. I mean, you're going to have to produce. Simple as that. I don't really, you know, I... So I think that's where the evening out happens. Now, I do get concerned on Major League Baseball. They've been, quote, bringing in all these Ivy League guys in the analytics group, for all we know. Bobby got, like, hmm, slid in there. And he's forming your batting order. I'd be worried. (laughs) Bad? Good, Bad? Imagine having so little confidence in your kid that this is what you think you have to do, that you have to get involved in an elaborate scheme to get your child into a college. Meanwhile, you got some other kid, let's just take this as California. There's some other kid, right, in Bakersfield busting her. Backside busting his backside in class, trying to get extra help, trying to get tutored, trying to do whatever, right? and they go and take the test, and they get a really good score, a decent score, yet they're edged out by somebody else who did this, when they deserved the spot. Did everything right? Had a great work ethic? And... I mean, those are the ones who end up... They're the ones who end up getting cheated by the cheating. That's what you worry about. I mean, that's what I worry about. More than anything else.
2: It's like these parents, if the the kids are tripping and stumbling when it comes to their education, ah oh man, they're just not gonna make it up to that level where I want them to be in. All right, we're gonna take this road. Doesn't matter how greasy the situation is. I have a high standard. I have to, I have to stay level with the other people in Hollywood that I work with. Right. Yeah. It no. just makes you wonder if they're thinking that. Right, I, I don't know. It's, I don't it's care. Shaking. I'm going to go to any extreme to make sure my kid's successful.
1: It's, um. It, for example, one of them, according to one part of the story, I mean, you know, th- look, this still has to go to, you know, there's still legal parts here to be hurdles. I mean, it's still legal hurdles here. But allegedly one of them, they're like, we don't want to, be, you know, psh- well, We want to go into USC. We don't want to go to ASU, which I assume is Arizona State. Okay, no offense. What's wrong with an Arizona State degree? Hey, no offense. What's wrong with a Bloomsburg degree? What's wrong with a Bloomsburg degree? What's wrong with a Susquehanna University degree? You have to work hard to, to get any degree. Uh, To me, that's the amazing part. You think that little of your child? You're listening
0: to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. You can hear us anywhere in the world with the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app.